welcome back to That's What People Do. We had a week hiatus due to, what was it, work and just illnesses. I mm. think that's what what happened. Not COVID, though. Don't stress. <laughs> Everyone's okay. How are you, Ryan? I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, it was my turn to be ill last week, and then it was your turn to be ill the week just gone. That's why yeah. we've had the little hiatus <laughs> to get better. Yeah, because we do forget that whilst COVID is here, like we also have colds and things still about. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So yeah, but, um, yeah, we're, we're only human, people. We're only human. <laughs> as much as we want to think we're immortal, which we will be one it day. Might be a nice little segue. It will be oh, one. Yeah, maybe. It will be one day. Uh, we'll, uh, maybe it's something we'll, we'll talk about in our philosophy episode in the next coming weeks. But um, yeah. yes, that's coming. That's coming. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you talk about Amazing. immortality. As a good segue. Talking, yeah, it is a good segue because today I don't know if you follow our socials. If you don't follow the socials, I'm sure Ryan will explain what they are in the outro. Yep, yep. Uh, we have put up who we're doing today, and today is Caligula. That name might ring a bell for some of you, or it might not. Caligula was a Roman emperor. He was the third emperor of Rome, and he is often known as the Mad Emperor. He's gone down in history as the maddest emperor Rome ever had. So let's explore why. Hmm. So, he was often known as the Mad Emperor, but was he really that mad? Well, yeah, but I think people massively overlook the context as to why he went mad. Like, it doesn't justify what he did, but right. it kind of gives it, it contextualizes it. Okay. So, he didn't just do it for no reason. All right, okay. So, okay. we'll get into what he did. We'll so get into what he did. And then you can tell me the what you think. He's got method behind the madness. <laughs> Method, I don't think it's method. I think it's just, you know, when someone goes through so much, they snap. Okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, th- this kind of happens to him. We'll, we'll see how you feel at the end after I tell you what he got up to. So, Caligula was actually born named Gaius Julius Caesar Germanicus. Nice name, good name. Because Romans always have those mad names and Caligula was no different. They always have past emperors in their middle names and Julius Caesar was not actually an emperor, but we'll... No. Uh, We'll talk about that. I'm sure we'll do an episode on him at some no, point he, as well. He, but yeah, he, he was, was officially never... a dictator, wasn't he? That was it. He was dictator for life. That's right. And then everyone wanted Which to is... emulate Caesar because he was like such a good general slash leader. They thought having his yeah. name in their name would be like really good. Yeah. Like, and then the Russians owner. copied it and the, the Germans copied it. it. Caesar went down in history. But yeah, Caesar's a whole different ball game. He was a cool guy. He did good stuff. Yeah, we don't. I think when we spoke about like, I think was it Tsar Nicholas? I think we spoke about Tsar Nicholas once, where like mm. the name, the word Tsar comes from Caesar. Caesar, yeah, and Kaiser in German is that's it, yeah. Caesar. Because I'm sure in a past episode you mentioned that Caesar is actually pronounced in Latin. It's like Kaiser, so oh, his yeah. name would actually have been Julius Kaiser. Julius Kaiser, that's right, yeah, yeah. Oh, but wait, anyway, maybe we Caesar's have spoke about sort of... Julius Caesar. We have, yeah, we did. I think we have. I we, think we did. Have. <laughs> We did do an episode on Julia Kaiser. Yeah, that's right, because he went we to Britain. We haven't done an episode on Caesar, have we? Yeah, we have. <laughs> no, we haven't. I'm absolutely... Do you know what? I'm going to quickly look at our socials, because that's how... <laughs> no, I'm not... Forget- we have not done an episode on Caesar. Oh, no, 100% no, not. no, we haven't. We haven't. No, you're absolutely right. We haven't. Who we have done one on was Boudicca. Yes, We've done one on it. Boudicca, and he appears in Boudicca's story, because yeah. we'd had to talk about how the Romans came to Britain. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I was going to say, like, I was watching a documentary on Caesar and none of it rang a bell. Also, this all stemmed from, there's a fantastic series on Netflix, I think it's literally called Roman Empire. Oh, it's brilliant, um, isn't it? 
Yeah, they do Caesar, Commodus, and Caligula, which oh, is where yeah. this episode comes from. I've, I think I've watched the Caesar one. Uh, I'm watching the mm. Commodus one, and it's so good. Yeah, because Commodus is the one, that, the emperor that was depicted in Gladiator. Obviously, not was not how it went down, but no. he was still a little bitch who thought he was better than he was. Yeah, because in I think in the Gladiator film, he's banging his sister, and I don't think that yeah. happened. <laughs> no, and also his dad in Gladiator hated him whereas in real life he loved him but yeah yeah, yeah. anyway anyway <laughs> not who we're talking about <laughs> so Caligula he was born in 12 AD get your head around that just the year 12 and he was the third son of the renowned Roman general Germanicus and his wife Agrippina the elder mm-hmm. called the elder because Agrippina the younger features a little later on oh yeah he was born in the Rhine, which I believe is Germany, yep. where his father and his troops were stationed. He, and he adopted the name Caligula because he used to get dressed up in like little Roman soldier uniforms, and they found it really cute, and they called him Little Boot, which in Latin is Caligula. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so Caligula means Little Boot. That's good pub quiz knowledge for you, everyone. You've learned Latin today. Yes. Caligula's you... family was a big deal. And they were super famous, and his mother's side of the family were actually once in line for the throne. Oh, okay, right. So that their family has claim to this throne. So Augustus, who was currently on the throne when Caligula was born, he was the first Roman emperor. And he he was a good guy. He did good stuff. And people kind of liked him. Yeah, and he, um, he is it... the great nephew of Julius Caesar, isn't he? Yes. Right, yeah. Everyone's related, is what I've found. Mm. So, Augustus, however, was reaching the end of his life, and the intent was for one of Agrippina's, Caligula's mom's, two brothers to inherit the the throne. However, both of them died young. So, Augustus needed an heir, otherwise the Senate would take over, and we'll get onto the Senate a little bit later. That's a fucking confusing situation. Oh, yeah. So, a general named Tiberius was picked, and he became the second ever emperor of Rome. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it, Tiberius was a bit of a dick. In fact, he was not a bit of a dick, he was a massive dick. Everyone hated him, including Augustus, the man who put him on the throne. However, right. he was literally the only viable candidate at the time. Yeah, that's However, weird, isn't it? Because like, if you're the emperor, you could surely you could just name anyone, but evidently I that's not the Senate would have had something to say about it, but... Yeah. To avoid a revolution, because no one wants a revolution, Augustus forced Tiberius to adopt Germanicus, Caligula's dad, so that everyone had peace of mind that the second Tiberius died, Germanicus would take the throne. And everyone was like, okay, we'll just wait for this old man to die, and then we'll have a good leader. Mm. So 14 AD rolls around, and Augustus dies. And that's kind of expected. He was getting on a bit. And then, as soon as this happens... Tiberius sends Germanicus to Syria, where he mysteriously dies. No one knows how he died. However, he was definitely assassinated. Right. Because, obviously. It's a bit sus. It's very sus. (laughs) So Tiberius banished Agrippina the Elder to a remote island, imprisoned two of her sons, one of which killed himself and the other starved to death. Caligula was sent by his uh, sent swept away by his grandmother. He was, I think, he was two at the time, mm. and his three sisters were also spared. This was all done under the treason trials, which is really important to remember for later. The mm-hmm. treason trials are basically the emperor accuses anyone he wants of being treacherous, and the punishment for treachery is death. That you can't say anything about it. Oh shit! Tiberius was renowned for his treason trials. He would just select people at random, and they would be killed for treachery. Damn. 
Yeah, and this is what he did to Caligula's family. So Caligula had to escape Rome as a baby, and he was under house arrest for a very long time. He was just nothing. He was a boy born into everything, and then suddenly he had nothing. Mm. So a couple of decades passed, and around 31 AD, Caligula was 19 years old, and Tiberius summoned him to his villa. And Caligula was to live his life with a man who had murdered his family, which is really weird, and no one really knows why Tiberius did this. Like, mm. why would he summon the son of the man who was supposed to take the throne from him to his side? There's loads of um, theories, but basically, I, I reckon it's just, it was kind of like a sick game. He was like, look at what you could have had, and yeah, Tiberius was a dick. Yeah. He would have massive orgies, and then he would also kill underage people after having his way with them by throwing them off cliffs. Oh, shit. And he'd also have people publicly tortured. Wow, man. This guy's fucking... Yeah. Power, innit? They say, like, was it? Uh, power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Yes, that is... I think that phrase literally stems from Caligula. Is it? Oh. <laughs> nice. That phrase got thrown around a lot. Yeah. So Caligula, 19, he was growing up in this world. He was, like, he was taking part in the orgies and he was watching people get tortured and Tiberius saw that Caligula enjoyed it mm -hmm. in a weird way. And I, I believe a quote from Tiberius is, I'm nurturing a viper or something along those lines. He knew that he was raising someone who was pretty unhinged. Maybe that's why he was doing it. Like you were saying, like it's not entirely clear as to why um, Tiberius brought in uh, Caligula to like live with him. But maybe he wanted to make him his heir. And maybe he thought that he, this this kid is like 19 now. He's like of warring age. If he's got the the spunk about him, he might raise an army and try and you know fight against me or whatever. And maybe it made yeah. more sense to have him on side. Be like, oh yeah, be be nice. I'll be nice to you, and I'm your I'm your nice uncle and all this shit. Do you know what I mean? It does make sense. It does make sense. However, Tiberius eventually grew to like Caligula mm. and would let him engage in the orgies and take part in the executions <laughs> and stuff like that. Tiberius was just generally letting his guard down and Caligula, he wasn't a moron. He was a very clever man. Mm. Tiberius announced that Caligula and his cousin Gemellus would, would be equal heirs to the throne. I don't know if throne is the right word, but it's what I'm going to carry on saying. Just the heir to the Roman uh, Empire. Yeah, fair. Tiberius really enjoyed how sadistic Caligula had become. And, like, the bloke in Caligula has had a really horrendous time from the, literally the second he was born. So it's no wonder he's slightly sadistic. Yeah, and also, like, when, like, uh, well, we're going to talk about it on another episode, but, like, when someone of authority says it's okay to do something and allows you to get away with it and it becomes normalised, that, that changes your brain chemistry, where, like, you think, oh, this is, oh, this is sure. fine, we this is normal. It's like there's that old... I think the Stanford Prison Experiment. Yes, yes, but on. Highlighted that. Exactly that. It's, just, it's the same as the Stanford Prison Experiment. When someone of authority, like when you're given the power of authority and then they say, well, you can kind of do what you want and you don't get punished for it, um, you mm. know, it becomes normalised. It's like when we're at secondary school. It's the naughty kids that get all the attention from the teachers because if they don't get the attention, it, it's almost an acceptance of their behaviour. Yeah. Mm. And when you become the emperor of Rome, you literally become the emperor of the biggest empire on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. Like, who, I think who's only stop Egypt you? rivaled it, and Egypt were allies. Yeah, like, who's going to stop you? Like, no one's going to tell you to no stop one. doing that. 
because then you'd be like tribes of barbarians treason oh yeah yeah you you can't invade germany that time it doesn't work no so caligula struck up a strong relationship with a bloke called macro who had a much longer latin name but i decided i couldn't be bothered to type it out so (laughs) yep just gonna call him macro (laughs) uh macro was a highly ranked guard so he was quite a good ally to have on side 37 AD, Tiberius dies. No one really knows how. Some people claim that Caligula suffocated him with a pillow, but it's probably just old age. Yeah. But you just because like history books, especially around Caligula, it's very like uncertain. No one really documented it because after he died, they kind of tried to wipe him out of history. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And it's so easy to just say, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, Caligula did it." And you're like, "Yeah, it makes a good story," but I'm not sure. Yeah, there's a lot of good stories that come out of this, but it's hazy on what's actually true. Yeah. The people of Rome did not care how Tiberius died. They were just happy that he was dead. Yeah. Like, that was all they wanted. And they demanded his body to be dragged through Rome and thrown into the river like the victims of his treason trials. Oh, nice. So the guard, led by Macro, immediately backed Caligula to be the next emperor, and Jamellus, his cousin, who was also heir to the throne, was put under house arrest. So... No empire for him. Aged only 24, Caligula went to Rome and presented himself as their emperor. And the Roman people were just like, yeah, okay, that's cool. (laughs) And that was that. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Someone has to sit on the chair. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah, and people loved him. Caligula at the start was a really, really good emperor. Everyone adored him. He lowered the taxes. He gave the army a pay rise. He reinstated gladiatorial combat. And he literally walked around the city saying hello to people and like buying things from people's stalls and handing out food. Like, eh. he was really good. I think he just knows his audience. I think we'll find nearly every emperor does this because you have to. I think it was something... Um, Every new emperor of Rome had to give land to their soldiers who had fought for them previously. I think Caesar mm. started de- doing this. Like every soldier who fought with him after like a certain period of time as like a pension, they were given land that they could then farm, right? And then every emperor did the same thing afterwards and followed suit because they knew that if the soldiers weren't on side, they have no power at all. So they have to constantly make them happy. And like, who come, who's this bumblebutt just fucking wandering in like Caligula's just like hi I'm the emperor now and the mob like Rome is famous for its mob um, mm. like imagine them going nah get to fuck I don't, who are you do you know what I mean they could yeah. just storm the whole place and get rid of him and the Praetorian Guard and soldiers and all this shit like he, he knows he has to get everyone on side so like I'm not surprised that the first couple of years are all him being brilliant because if he wasn't mm. I don't think he'd have lasted very long People loved Caligula because they also loved his dad, who was a like he was a renowned general. Yeah. And it's often the way in Roman politics and society that if you're a great general, like you stand a good chance of becoming a good emperor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is literally what Caesar was. Yeah. Except he wasn't an emperor. Again, different episode. But yeah, so people loved Caligula. They had this old man who was killing people left, right and centre and suddenly they've got this young bloke who is just really like he's introducing sports and he's giving people money and the city's thriving. Everyone's having a great time. Mm. One of the most badass things he did was to go straight to the Senate. So this is going to be a little aside just to explain what the Senate is real quick. So he, Rome was a republic, meaning the Senate still held like some power and were very influential. But the emperor was like the top dog. And often the Senate and the emperor would not see eye to eye. This happens 
most of the time. Mm. And there was a lot of literal backstabbing going on, like literally backstabbing. <laughs> it was around like 600 men who would meet, discuss affairs, vote on things, and they'd just kind of be a government. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like how ours works today with like the PM being the head, except the emperor was a lot cooler because he'd go on fight, he'd like fight and he'd go off the rails. <laughs> and The emperor had more power and would often just have senators killed that... Yeah he didn't like so yeah that's generally what the senate was the senate and the emperor very rarely saw eye to eye I'll, i won't spoil how caesar died but the senate had a big part in that. so he went straight to the senate and he sat them all down and he brought forth documents of the treason trials because tiberius was adamant that everything be documented and there caligula had all of the names of all of the members of the senate who were in favour of the treason trials, including all of those who voted to kill his father, mother, and brothers. Oh, shit. So he stood in a room in front of them with these documents, now as their emperor, a guy who fled Rome as a toddler, returned a couple of decades later as the top dog, and a large portion of the Senate, naturally, were shitting themselves. (laughs) They knew Caligula held favour with the people of Rome, and if he wanted members of the Senate gone, they would be gone. However, Caligula did something very unexpected. He declared that all treason trials were over and would never be used again. He then proceeded to burn the documents with all of the names of those who voted to kill his family, and the Senate breathed a sigh of relief, and the people of Rome were ecstatic the killing was over, dot, 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 for now. I mean, yeah, you don't want to breathe too big a sigh of relief because there's so many brown togas in that senate <laughs> yeah so caligula he, he he was like it's okay you killed my family but it's cool we'll let it all slide caligula generally was really good at what he was doing he brought his sisters over to live with him they were called agrippina the younger uh julia la villa and it's probably julia and julia uh, drusilla mm. and he loved them all which we'll get into a little bit more because he really loved them not much is known about La Villa, and what we do know is that Agrippina was the more cunning of the three, and she desperately wanted power. She wanted to be the Empress of Rome. And we know Drusilla, who came with a husband, was Caligula's absolute favourite. She was the youngest of the three, and he worshipped her. And he also made his uncle Claudius his co-consul. And remember these names, because they're all important, or don't, because they're Latin names, yeah. but we'll pick up on them later. <laughs> I'll try. So... Caligula is famous for being the mad emperor and is renowned to be the craziest one in history. So you're probably thinking, everything sounds great. So when does it all go south? Well, this is when it all goes south. Caligula suddenly gets taken seriously ill, potentially poisoned, but the Romans referred to it as brain fever, and he was in a coma. And in those days, once you're in a coma, generally it's kind of curtains for you. You don't, you're not going to wake up. So remember Macro, the trusted guard from earlier? Suddenly, he realises he wants to do everything he can to keep his position because he's not sure whether the next emperor would keep him on in such a high position. So he goes to Gemellus, Caligula's cousin, who Tiberius had intended to be the co-emperor, and tells him to prepare to take control. This is treason. Any talk of placing a new emperor on the throne while one was still alive is punishable by death. So Macro took Gemellus to the Senate where Gemella stated that if Caligula was to die, he was ready to claim the throne. Mm. This was bad. You shouldn't do this. And then after a month of being on death's door, Caligula wakes up. However, he wakes up different. 
the really cool down-to-earth emperor was gone, and he is a completely changed man. Historians argue that the illness may have like altered his brain because he would complain of constant headaches. Mm. Personally, I believe it just kind of revealed his true colours. Yeah, maybe like the whole... So, um, you know when they say like, oh, you have near life, near death experience, and then from then on it's like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to start living the life the way I want to live life, and I'm going to start yeah. murdering people. <laughs> Yeah, that's generally it. But he, he did complain of constant headaches, which must have been horrendous because there's no neurofen or anything. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I had a major headache last night when I was at work. And um, I was mm. like, oh, I, 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 just, I could just about cope. And I was thinking to myself, like, how the fuck did people before painkillers do this? Like, <laughs> I, 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 headaches are the worst because no matter what you do, they never fully go away until like you go to sleep or yeah, something. Yeah, it's just like a numb numbing thing in the back of your head and it's just constantly there and you know it's there and you're just like oh get out man go away <laughs> i feel for those that have chronic migraines like fuck that yeah uh, if you have migraines regularly shout out to you like yeah well, I, don't not, know, I don't know not too much because i know your auditory senses are heightened so no <laughs> not yeah <saying>. just listen <laughs> to this in the dark room we'll yeah. do an asmr episode for you at some point it's not a bad shout <laughs> so macro where was I? Yes, Macro <laughs> realised the Senate would grass on him. So he goes to Caligula and he explains that he was preparing Jamellus to take control so they could look after Caligula's family should he die. Yep. Caligula generally said to him, yeah, I get it, that's cool, whatever. And Macro thought he was off the hook. Yeah. However, he was totally not off the hook. Jamellus was locked up and he was killed. And Macro was told he was getting a promotion and had to go and join a legion overseas. En route, he was surrounded by Caligula soldiers and he was killed. And the moral <laughs> of this story is, don't plot things. No, <laughs> no. Stop getting involved in shit that's not your business. <laughs> yeah. Just wait until Caligula is literally dead and then do things. But yeah. until then, don't, don't, yeah. It's, so, like, it's like, do you not think, do you not think that if Caligula had died, the Senate wouldn't have just pulled out his cousin anyway like they'd have gone oh shit quick we need to have a new emperor oh yeah we've got the cousin sat over there let's get him instated like that would have happened anyway so why is you this see, this is the thing the senate never really wanted an emperor so people had to rush to put a new one in command uh, and then as soon as you get like praetorian guard swears allegiance to them they're kind of safe aren't they yeah absolutely the, gu- the guard held a lot of power whoever the guard were with yeah was in control because then like, like we talk about um, maybe this is turning into a little Caesar episode as well, but this happened where Caesar had legions of his own, and then the Senate had their own legions, and it yeah. was like a civil war. So it's possible. Yeah, that's oh, crazy, absolute crazy stuff. Uh, Roman like politics is just bizarre. It's I I think we should adopt some of it. Like I'd love to see Keir Starmer just absolutely go for Boris, <laughs> just watch them just fight to the death and see what happens. Uh, Keir Starmer's becoming a bit too weak and little bit central now. It's yeah, he's he's going away. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> he's 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 basically becoming what Joe Biden will become, which is basically just you know a status quo keeper. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. He just wants to get things back to the way they were, and let's just keep it that way. Let's not be crazy. Let's not go too far on the right like Trump and his crazy shit. Let's get back to the middle. Let's go back to how it was before Trump came in. Starmer's going to do exactly yeah. the same. Let's get back away from that left, like Corbyn put it. Let's go back to where we were mm-hmm. before, and that's how it's going to stay for the next 10 years. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe there'll be an assassination. Who knows? Ooh. So, 
During the time where Caligula was sick, the Senate, or some of the Senate, prayed to the god Jupiter and asked them, asked him to take their lives instead of their emperors. Caligula heard that they did this, so when he was better, he invited those that had prayed for him to visit him. It was there he told them that their prayers had worked, so they should probably hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the numbers, and it was probably only a small portion, but one by one, they began committing suicide because Caligula had told them to. Or were they pressured into committing suicide? Oh, they were definitely forced. Yeah, they were suicided. It was a case of... I just imagine that conversation, him calling them to his bedside and being like, hey, guys, I heard you prayed for me. And they'll be like, yeah, 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 we prayed for you. It's like, well, it worked. They're like, great. It's like, well, you probably shouldn't keep Jupiter waiting then. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It's like, go on then, kill yourself. Don't piss him off. Don't piss him off. Like, go on, crack on with it. Ah, oh, you know, it's just a figure of speech, innit? Little boots. And he's like, no, no, go on. <laughs> oh, my God, they got suicided like Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's not funny. It's like, it's like, stop making outlandish fucking gestures like that. It's like Bruno Mars, I'll catch a grenade for you. It's like, eh, you, you probably wouldn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's all big talk, no. but <laughs> maybe bat it away. Yeah, catch it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'd run away from it with you in my arms, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at this point, Caligula began dressing weirdly, sometimes in women's clothes. And he would walk the streets of Rome dressed like this. And people were, like, surprised. Because he was supposed to be the perfect Roman. That's what the emperor is. Yeah. And he was not acting as such. He became very outlandish. More so than he was anyway. And he also began suspecting that everyone was out to get him. And he trusted nobody except his family. He would often humiliate the Senate by forcing them to run alongside his carriage for miles, or he'd throw parties where he'd select a senator's wife, he would take them into another room, have sex with her, and then return her to her husband, who would have to act like nothing could happen. Oh, no way, as if he cucked his own Senate. That's so funny. Yeah. He 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 was... um. People said, well, people, I wasn't there, but books say that he was his sex drive was crazy. He was just constantly sleeping around oh, with anything that moved like the, there's reports that he would sleep with young boys as well ah oh, we don't need that we don't need that no i mean he'd probably do it to himself yeah, he... when he was dressed as a lady as well if he could oh yeah for sure he was a massive sexual deviant oh proper sexual deviant. one of the weirdest things then, he did sorry wait, sorry sorry it... to interrupt quickly i'm all, i don't know why we're surprised because he's literally like tiberius brought him up during fucking torture orgies yeah. Like, that was always he, in the he, back of his head. he was raised. Yeah. it's So you can't, like, you can blame him, but also, like, you kind of see where he gets it from. Yeah, it's almost like he was created. Maybe that's what Tiberius wanted to do, just create a monster. Mm. So, one of the weirdest things he did, and, like, this, I don't know if this is evil, it's just weird. He went to a wedding, and he realised he liked the look of the bride. Oh, no. And he forced her to marry him instead, there and then. And then the very next day, he divorced her and ma- and forbid her from ever marrying again. Oh, shit. That's... <laughs> I don't... Like, that's just such a dick move. Yeah, as a dick. as a dick move. <laughs> because her to-be husband had been standing there like, what? Like, no. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awful. Because, like, you could all... Like, I can understand where someone might think that's quite a funny thing to do. Like, as in terms of, like, a dick move. That's a... 
you know, relatively speaking, a funny thing to do. But it's actually not, because if you think about it, she was expected to marry this bloke, which I would like to hope that it was a, a, a wedding through love. And then out of nowhere, mm. she's being forced to marry the emperor, who's then going to force himself upon her, and then the next day just cast her aside, having an old marriage, divorced her, and then told you not to marry no one else ever again. And then, like, that's fucking awful. <laughs> that's, that's truly evil shit. It really is. It's just sadistic. So, um... I'm going to explain here that I think there's a common misconception that incest was accepted in ancient times, and I think this is because it was true in Egypt, like with their hierarchy, there was a lot of incest to keep the bloodline pure. However, in Rome, it was a massive no-no, like it was seen as one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. So you can probably tell where this is going. Oh, no. Caligula loved his little sister, Drusilla, (sighs) and she, the one that she was married, she had a husband. So he would force himself upon her, and she could do nothing about it because of who he was. And word started to spread around Rome about this ancestral relationship, and the image of the cool emperor was completely gone. The one that he built up like a year previous was gone. And now the Roman people viewed him as this sexual deviant who had completely lost his mind. Caligula began treating Drusilla as his wife. He would sleep with her and just do couple things, and he gave her the official title of Emperor's Wife. Her husband was still around, but obviously Can't do shit. couldn't do anything. That's bad, isn't it? That's bad. Really bad. But, uh-oh, Drusilla falls sick, and then Drusilla dies. Uh, uh, do- Naturally, yeah. this breaks him. Does she do, any sanity do, had left? Do is we gone. know what she dies of? Uh, I saw one set. People said uh, plague. It's just general natural causes. Okay, because it could have been the plague. Just like suicide a, a herself. Fever. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Because I'd think like, no, that, that's was... fucking awful. Like you'd think I'm not living like that. Yeah. No. It, it was. It was an illness. Damn. So Caligula goes into full mourning. And everything he does becomes about keeping her memory alive. He declared Drusilla a goddess who was equal to Venus. He would order her image onto the statues of goddesses. So this is the first time that a woman in Rome had ever been made a goddess. So this was huge. Mm. It also became a capital punishment, meaning you would be executed for any Roman person to laugh, bathe, or dine with your parents, spouse, or children during this time of mourning. What? It was literally like, I'm sad, so you have to be sad as well. Yeah. Otherwise you will die. There's stories of one uh, man who was selling hot water just out and about. Like That was how he made his money. He was selling hot water in this time of mourning, and he was dragged away and killed because of it. Fucking hell. Right, and, and, it's crazy. and the Senate, like at that point, can't do anything about this rogue emperor. Just being like, you know what, no. you're being a dick. Nothing they could do that's because mad. he holds control. It's crazy, isn't it, how that works? Like that's why, like, absolute monarchies in like the medieval mm. period just started to become not a thing because, like, yeah. you get people like that just abusing the power, and then you get parliaments and governments be like you know what fuck you i'm not stop being a dick you see that's what caesar wanted to do he he wanted to become the king of rome which the senate was like no which is why they kind of often but that's that was his aim yeah yeah 
which if Caesar got in control, personally, I think Rome would have done better. But yeah, hey ho, well, you should never, you should never have, should never have one person in charge. No, unless they're a cool person. No, <laughs> no, not even as a cool person. You should never, ever, ever have one person in charge. I even arguably there should not be a prime minister. Well, I suppose there is a cabinet that makes a decision, but like there shouldn't even be yeah. that. It should just be like a parliament with every single person in that. You have to vote on everything, kind of thing. Like there's no parties. Let's get let's just scrap parties. Let's get rid of it. We don't need it anymore. They're outdated. They reflect a class system that arguably shouldn't and doesn't exist anymore. You want a complete reform. I want a complete reform of government in the UK. <laughs> It's not going to happen, but damn it, I will argue it. You fight for it, Ryan. Yeah. You fight for it. <laughs> Just kill a few people. That's what the Romans did. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Easy. Well, make build an army. There'll be another peasants' revolt. I'm from Essex. So was what Tyler? Why not? <laughs> You've got the uh, new breed of COVID in you. You look. Oh like yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so typical. Essex. For some reason, in the southeast London and Essex. They've identified a new strain of COVID because we're so shit at socially distancing and wearing masks over our noses. Um, so it's crazy. I think it's all hype over nothing, though. It's like illnesses evolve and adapt. So that's just what happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, so yeah, I, I could, I could literally lead an army of, you know, COVID walkers into London and just COVID. Yeah. V two. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The walking COVID, we'll call or it. Or V3 or 4, wherever we are. <laughs> I've lost track. I've lost the will to live. <laughs> so, Caligula wasn't all bad. So this is the last little paragraph where I kind of hype it up a little bit. He ordered new aqueducts to be built. Aqueducts bring water into the city. Mm-hmm. You've probably seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he ordered new ports to be built for trade. And there's also there's also this weird story that Caligula wanted to make his horse a consul. Like, that's one of the things he's famous for. Yeah, I saw that. Consul basically means, like, consulter. Like, you're really high up. Yeah. So, this isn't true. Either he wanted to do it and died before he could, or a senator was saying something and Caligula was just insulting him, explaining Uh, that his horse was more intelligent. Yeah. And being like, my horse can do your job. That uh, that rings a bell with the horrible histories thing. Yeah. Either way, it didn't happen. His horse was not given a position of power. That's that's a good insult, though. My horse is smart. Although when he died, apparently his horse was killed. So there was something going on with that horse. (laughs) I genuinely thought that the horse was a threat. (laughs) Yeah, to the empire. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. You kill all the people you want, just leave the horses alone. Yeah, man, leave the horse. The horse didn't do nothing. Yeah, the horse did not have a position of power. Although I expect it was a very well looked after horse before it was killed. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a ceremonial one. Like we have, um, was it like Sergeant Major Goats in the army? Um, stuff mm. like that. The sergeants have got stripes and colours, and dogs have got like ranks yeah. and whatnot. But you're not going to have like, you know, I don't know, um, Colonel Shepherd telling you to like go get him more <laughs> treats. <laughs> hey soldier, get me treats. Um, I'm not sure that's <laughs> the right use of what I'm here for, sir. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're now at a point where Rome is broke. Caligula lived a lavish lifestyle and the treasury was completely empty. So they needed money and they needed money quickly. Mm. And he realised that anyone found guilty of treason could have all of their assets seized and given to the state. Uh, yeah. And after they died, this would help Rome. So he did the one thing he, he swore he would never do and he reinstated Tiberius's treason uh, trials. Full circle. And 
Yeah. And remember earlier when he burnt the documents with the names of the senators who voted to kill his family? Yeah, Caligula was clever. Before he burnt them, what he actually did was copy them and then burn the copies. (laughs) Nice. So he then presented the original documents to the Senate and ordered the immediate execution of all of those who had wronged his family. So he got his vengeance in the end. Mate, that's so annoying. Can you imagine being one of those senators and, like, you, you've just managed to clean all that shit out of your toga from those years ago, thinking, like, to yourself, life is good now. Like, it's all good. It's all fine. And then they go, oh, yeah, those treason laws have come back. And, oh, you know those papers that he burnt? He's actually got them still. You'd be like, oh, fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> He's had a USB hidden. Yeah. <laughs> So senators at that point were, well, they were all wealthy people. So this would help the treasury a great deal. Um, Romans were also selected completely at random, had their assets seized and then were either exiled or killed. Those that were killed were killed slowly, being tortured over several days. But just completely randomly? Yeah, he, he, they would just make things up that they were being treacherous for. What the fuck? Yeah. Caligula had taken everything that Tiberius was hated for and just took it all a whole step further. Mm. Uh, he would this this one is probably the most sadistic thing he did for me. He would order children to be executed. He would then force the parents to watch and tell them to smile and cheer as they died, otherwise they would be killed as well. Oh, that is brutal. Yeah, imagine that. Watching your kid die and being told that you have to like smile and cheer as it happens again, I, I cannot, I cannot understand how, like the mob, and like the Senate and that don't just all rise up and say, do you know what, fuck you, like how how that just doesn't that never happens. Complete fear. Complete fear. Man, that's so that's so crazy. Yeah, they were just very scared of him because he still had the legions on his side. Yeah, no, it's like However, Darth Vader. W- one thing about Caligula is he was only ever a threat if you were in front of him. So the rest of the empire, which was a lot of the world at this point, they were doing all right because Caligula was not there. Mm-hmm. Like they were thriving. Whereas if you were in Caligula's eyesight, you're in trouble. <laughs> like a T-Rex. <laughs> so the best thing to do would be pack your bags and get out of Rome. Just don't move. Yeah, just hide. Just do something. Just don't let him see you. <laughs> His vision is reacted by movement. <laughs> so Caligula at this point met a woman called Melonia Sizonia which just rhymes it's great sorry is her her dad Dr. Zeus explain is her dad Dr. Zeus oh because it Melonia (laughs) Sizonia yes it does sound like a character doesn't doesn't it it? no that was her genuine name Uh, so he had a daughter with her. There's two reports. He, she was either pregnant when he met her and the child wasn't actually his, but also it might have been his. Like, we don't know. But she, he, he had a child with her because he needed an heir to the throne, so he needed a son. Yeah. However, she bore him a daughter and he named that daughter Julia Drusilla, obviously, because why yeah. wouldn't he? So now on to the plot of The Three Daggers, which is only a short little paragraph, but this is the assassination attempt of Caligula. So Agrippina, his sister, really wanted power, and she knows that Caligula is really losing it. So she, along with her other sister, Lavilla, and Drusilla's husband, Lepidus, plotted to kill him. However, the plot was thwarted, presumably when Agrippina turned on her co-conspirators, but we can't really be sure, but they were found out. Lepidus was executed, 
and Caligula ordered his two sisters to be exiled. So he didn't have it in him to kill them. Mm. Kill them, yeah, but he just banished them. So they were gone. So that was the first attempt to take his life. Mm. Now, Caligula realised that all Roman emperors needed to prove themselves in the empire and he needed to go on some sort of occupation somewhere. So he marched towards Germania and Gaul, Germany and France, and he then turned his attention to Britain, which was the ultimate prize. Mm. However, Roman boats weren't meant for deep waters and they reached the English Channel in winter and it's really choppy and they probably wouldn't have made it and the soldiers outright refused to go across. And he almost had a mutiny on his hands. So this is where historians disagree with what happened. Some believe Caligula ordered some men to dress up as captured German barbarians and the rest of the men to go and collect seashells and claim it as a victory over the sea. Some believe he ordered men to dress up as conquered British barbarians and claim that he conquered Britain. Either way, Caligula did not go to Britain and he disguised some of his men as enemies and paraded them around Rome like he had conquered some faraway land when really he did nothing. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, All he did was go on a bit of a long walk. Yeah, I suppose it would make sense for him to dress them up as Britons um, and then, like, what, parade them around Rome. And like, he'd be like, look at this barbarian who, who, who happens to speak very good Latin. But shut up. Don't, don't talk to him. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> he went through the ranks and picked the most, like, barbarian-looking men he had. Oh, it'd be well annoying if you were, like, a... Imagine if you were a diehard Roman, like you fully believed in the cause and you were like, I love being a Roman. I think it's fantastic. Fuck them barbarians. And then he's like, we're picking you to do this important mission. Oh, it's fantastic. Thank you very much. Why me? Why am I so special? Because you look like a barbarian. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would be heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. You look like the thing we hate. <laughs> so thousands of people had died at this point from the treason trials and just general negligence from their emperor like it was in the thousands yeah. uh, there were stories that he would put tigers and lions into a, an uh, into an arena not the coliseum and as that was not around yet oh yeah and he would get bored so he would order large portions of the crowd be put into the arena and then just watch the animals tear them what apart the fuck again probably just a story yeah. however Many people were dead, so you don't know. Maybe true. He did some crazy stuff, so why not? Yeah, I mean, I imagine there's at least a couple of people, but imagine like a whole section of the crowd be like, you lot, get in. What? Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, he ordered them all dead. So, conspiracies amongst guards and senators began to take place. They wanted him gone because the streets were lined with blood. Rome was broke. It was all falling apart. They, They needed someone else. So, on January 24th, 41 AD, Caligula was exiting some of the games taking place that day. He was surrounded by guards who stabbed him 30 times, killing him on the spot. They quickly went and killed his wife and one-year-old daughter as well. I mean, why why, why the one-year-old daughter? I mean... No idea. They wanted them all gone. Even in Roman society, like, she has no power, like, when she grows up kind of thing. I suppose she could marry someone of influence and do it through that, but... I mean, she's one. I also think stabbing him that many times is just OTT as well. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's the same with Caesar. They stabbed him loads. This is all spoilers for the Caesar episode, but they really go overboard. They do, didn't they? They're like, oh, we're not just going to kill him. We're going to fucking kill him. Hmm. <laughs> Make sure he did. Yeah. So, the Senate thought this would be the chance to restore the Republic, which was an absolute shit show after Caesar died, but that's we'll talk about that some other time. However... 
The guards which killed Caligula didn't want the Republic. They wanted a new emperor. Right. So they marched straight to Caligula's uncle, Claudius. Claudius was a middle-aged man who was very smart, good head on his shoulders, and he was named Emperor of Rome before the Senate had a chance to do anything. So they were like, oh, we've just killed the emperor for kind of no reason. Well, there's some reason, because Caligula was, well, was a, a dick. madman. <laughs> yeah. Statues of Caligula that he had ordered to be built in every single temple were torn down. No one wanted a reminder of the man who covered the streets in his own people's blood. He was basically wiped from history books. Oh, man. Everything that I've just explained took place within the span of four years. What? He was in power for four years. Seriously, four years? Yeah, he had which I think just impact. makes it crazier that he just did this. Yeah, yeah, he had such a big impact in four years. Yeah. I'll tell you what as well, they really did a good job in erasing him from like the history books because... Um, if, if if you guys have followed us on the social media, you may have seen like I posted um, on our stories um, that the next episode will be about Caligula. You'd be surprised how hard I actually found to find uh, how hard it was to actually find a statue or like an image of Caligula mm. because obviously they said most of them have yeah. been destroyed. So there really isn't many statues of him. I think the one famous one's the one where the nose is missing, isn't it? Sorry, I think there's what the most famous one. I think he's got his nose missing on the statue. Oh, uh, yeah, that was I a big know. thing in the ancient world. Um, you'll see a lot of statues have either the nose missing or the face missing, and it was a way of mm. like defacing. That's one of the most like offensive things you could do to a person's memory statue or whatnot is to remove the nose mm. or the face. Yeah. However, even though he was only in charge for four years, he had done enough to put himself down as one of the most famous emperors of all time. Mm-hmm. He was a young man. He saw his family killed, was brought up watching torture, and was then handed absolute power. He, so he was the mad emperor, but when it's contextualized, like it's kind of more understandable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not justifiable, but... <laughs> it's not justifiable, but you kind of go, yeah, I get it, kind of. Kind of. So, last little bit. What happened to Rome? Claudius took the lead and generally was fairly good at his job. He restored the treasury, he made people happy, he was the fourth Roman emperor, and he just kept his head down. He had a great time. However, he did one thing that would send shockwaves through Rome a little later on. He had a child with Agrippina, Caligula's sister. Rome thought it had seen the back of mad emperors and was happy with Claudius. However, Claudius and Agrippina had a son who would later become the emperor. And that son's name oh, no, you're was gonna Nero. Say, yeah, Nero. Woo! <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. Play, so play that fiddle. The people of Rome had just got one rid of one absolute psychopath. And another one had entered the world. Oh, man. Do you ever watch... Um, did you ever used to watch Only Fools and Horses? Uh-huh. You know when Del Boy um, has his son, and he like Rodney asks what's his name, and he says, Damien. And there's that, the omen mm. music just playing every time he looks at him. <laughs> that was what, exactly what happened when Agrippina birthed Nero. And it went, oh, oh, I present to you my new son, Nero. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. underneath it just says, like, part two coming next year. Because <laughs> I think if you ask people to name Roman emperors that they know, they'd say Caesar, which I'd contest. It wasn't an emperor, but anyway. Yep. And then I think Nero would be one of the ones that people name and probably Caligula as well. Yeah, that's pretty much all. Apart from that, I don't generally don't think people remember the others. 
uh, I would have said I would have said Augustus just because he's after Caesar, so he's the first. I'd have said yeah, Augustus, he was the first emperor, and then Marcus Aurelius, but only because of the film Gladiator. Oh yeah, then you get Commodus. Oh, and then yeah. Commodus, Marcus Aurelius, Commodus. So some some you remember for association. Yeah, and like Tiberius, we know because of Caligula. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. But the, the thing that gets me, James, is that he was he was a good emperor in his first year had his coma and then just completely switched yeah some there's people argue whether the coma was like actually affected him or if it kind of just unleashed i don't know either way he was cool then he got ill and then he was not cool no mo yeah yeah i'm starting to think if it was but, just that whole like at the beginning you do everything you have to do to make everyone happy to affirm your seat as emperor so that all right, I'm in now. Everyone likes me. We're all good to go. And then he has the coma before he can start being a dick. So when he wakes up from the coma, he's like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Like, I'm fed up with making people happy. I just had a coma. Life's too short. <laughs> Let's just do it. I mean, his life was literally short. It literally was. 29. <laughs> oh, 29, man. Literally two years older than I am now. Oh. Yeah. Just don't go destroying cities and killing people. And I don't think people will assassinate you. Yeah, just don't be a dick. Like, yeah. you've got absolute power. Why be a dick about it as well? Yeah, it's uh, it's all fun. But yeah, I've had a great week, like, watching all those Roman emperor documentaries. Because it's interesting how, like, different empires, like, link. Because obviously you've got Caesar, and then they link with Cleopatra. And it's, it's really oh, of interesting. Course, yeah. And then, oh, and then, because the, the interesting one was Caesar. It's, with Caesar, you've got a link to Cleopatra. And then through Cleopatra, her lineage comes from Alexander the Great. Mm. who we have briefly mentioned on our episode with Diogenes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's fascinating, isn't it, that the same power, like people in power kind of find their way to power. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. But now Rome now is obviously like, it's just a city that people go and have pizza in. Yeah, and then look at all the old relics and ruins of the yeah. old city. But it used to be the power of the world. Yeah, man, Rome, Rome genuinely is a fascinating like topic in general. Like, the fact that the whole empire, mm. it got so big that they couldn't control it anymore, so they split it in two. And then you've got the Eastern Empire, which was all, like, Turkey, um, Greece, all that sort of stuff, um, the parts of the Middle East. And then you had the Western Empire, which was actual Rome itself, Britannia, France, Germany, all that sort of stuff. That's the bit that went to shit. The actual home yeah. side went to shit. And then the Eastern side, like, went on like past the fall of Rome and was still considered, I think like the Roman empire up until like the Ottomans took it in like the 1500s. Mm. So arguably like the Roman empire lasted like a good couple of thousand years. Uh, or no, like 1500 yeah. years or something like that. Mad. It was a long old time. It was a long old time because it started in BC and then obviously they, yeah, that's the thing like, as well. They had Jerusalem and all that at that point. Yeah, like the Ro- and obviously Romans were heavily involved in the uh, story of Christ. That's it. Literally, literally, I was about to say like the Romans were around when Christ was around and after. Like they saw the birth and mm. death of him and more, and they were like, "Nah, we're just being ourselves, man." Yeah, but what I haven't looked into, which I'm quite interesting, I might do later, is how the like emperors like ceased. Who was like the last one? I, don't, I genuinely don't know. And how did they stop? Yeah, I'd be interested to know that. Who was the last emperor? And when did it become Italy instead of Rome? Oh, Italy itself. Like, Italy, the country we know today, is like 
not even that old. I think it's like 160 or 70 years old. It's really not that old. Really? Yeah, the actual country of Italy is not that old. Um, because but after, I think after Rome, it, it was city-states, wasn't it? You had Naples and Turin and mm. Rome, and they were just city-states of their own, as it was before. So, like, Rome was just a city-state, and then Rome expanded and took over its neighbours. So there was never such thing as an Italy until, like, sometime in the 1800s, I think. It's like Germany. Germany um, came into existence in, I think, 1871? Mm. Before then, it was known as Germany, but Germany wasn't a country. It was, like, loads of different names um, like and states. Yeah, yeah man. Crazy. Crazy. I mean... As a country, like, for England as well, I think we have a lot to thank the Roman Empire for. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it? They really civilised us as much as Boudicca tried to stop that. Well, I've, I've, I've been playing through and have now completed Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, and mm-hmm. famously, the Vikings uh, came to, the, came to like, the English shores around the 900, 700 to 900 AD. And the Romans had been mm. gone by that point for about 300 years. But as you're playing uh, mm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, there are Roman ruins everywhere, like old temples and everything. Um, we've spoke about um, in our episode about Boudicca, how she raised to the ground that famous temple in Colchester. Yeah. In Assassin's Creed, you get to go visit that old temple that's just an absolute ruin. Oh, that's It's awesome. really cool. Um, but yeah, there's loads of Roman roads and everything. Like we still have Roman roads. We still have Roman names. Like London is comes from the word Londinium. Yeah. Um, Bath, yeah. <laughs> like that's it's got a famous Roman. I mean, bath, ba- right? bath is li- is literally a Roman yeah. bath. You can go and see. Yeah, it. it's still there. It's really cool. It's still there. And it's crazy how to it think really how cool. advanced their um, Romans were in that they had like they had they mm. had underfloor heating. I mean, mm. don't get me wrong. It wasn't a brilliant system. They had underfloor... Romans in Britain, or uh, Britannia, Romans in Britannia had underfloor heating. But as I say, it wasn't brilliant because it was a British slave under the floor tending to a fire that could engulf the whole house. But still, they had underfloor heating. They had piping. They had toilets. They had uh, aqueducts. I don't even have underfloor heating now. No, no, exactly. They had aqueducts that could bring water from like 100 miles away that are still standing today yeah. in the UK. Like, honestly, yeah. the Romans are cut above the rest. I think one of the oldest buildings in the UK is, uh, it's like a little, it's not a bunker, it's not a castle. I don't know what it is. It's like a little fortress on the south coast that the Romans built. Ah, that's cool. It's like one of the oldest buildings in Britain, which I'd love to go and visit because I think it's fascinating. But yeah, Romans did a lot. I think what they looked at is they took a lot from ancient Greece and were like, they did this well, this well, this well, but we'll change it and do this, this. Oh, nice. absolutely. I mean, they took their gods from them as well, didn't they? Like, um, yeah, they just changed yeah, like them. Heracles is the Greek version, and then I think the Romans called him Hercules, um, mm. something like that. And then like, yeah, they've got similar gods. Everything they took took a lot away from Greeks and then invaded them. Yeah. <laughs> And then invaded them, yeah. and then just put. Greek, Greek history is fascinating as well because it's just they could have done so much, but they were just squabbling with each other. Yeah, it is mad how like, like in terms of talking about underfloor heating and whatnot, how arguably advanced the ancient world was, and how in like medieval times it kind of went backwards. Yeah, well, it's the Dark Ages, isn't it? People say religion just kind of stopped the planet for a little bit. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. <laughs> We should have just kept. Is it um, 
polytheistic. Yep. Have I butchered that word? Yeah. Yeah. We should kept those religions because I'd before that. I I love those kind of religions with multiple gods. I think they're so interesting. Well, the whole even just as tattoo ideas, I think they're cool. Yeah. I mean, I, so I have um a polytheistic inspired tattoo. Like I've I've got having done my DNA history, turns out I have old I have uh. Uh, Scandinavian heritage and whatnot, and I thought, ah, oh, you know, I'll, mm. I'll get, try and get like a tattoo, like inspired by old, old uh, Scandinavian heritage and Norse mythology and whatnot. And I'm big into Norse mythology. Um, and what I like more about the polytheistic gods in is that there tends to have been so many gods that not one of not one god could sort of intervene with your life uh, more than mm. the others. So they they all the gods back then tended to just be entities of their own they sort of just did their own thing and what you would do is give them something and they could give you something in return so like you'd give them an offering mm. and say look uh uh would you um help me with x y z and you'd give them an offering and hope that they help you out and maybe give you favor right and then then came sort of like christianity where there was one god who was watching you at all times you know, and you have to do everything by the book and do it correctly. Otherwise, you'll be pushed, you'll be punished and things like that. And then a God started becoming part of your life and started dictating what you do. And then that's how you start getting people being able to abuse it, saying, well, mm. I can talk to this entity. None of you can. So you best do what I say. And then it's how it starts getting abused. Whereas if you've got loads and loads of different gods, no one can do that. Like, not one person can do that. There might be, like, one person that says, well, only I can speak to Thor. You're like, okay, cool. Well, I'll go get someone else who can talk to, I don't know, Freya or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Polytheistic religion is probably better than monotheistic. Yeah, it's really... They're really that's why uh, ancient Greek like religion as well, the, they were just people. That, yeah. And they were flawed. Their gods were flawed, yeah. which I really liked. Yeah, on a personal level, that's why I really like old Norse mythology in that gods are flawed they make mistakes they they get jealous mm. they they do stupid shit all the time and they're just like us yeah. and that's why they're i'm big into the uh ancient egyptian ones like i really want a tattoo of anubis i think anubis is so cool like it like it a lot um all right anything more to add on caligula no he was just a madman <laughs> I, I like these historical episodes though I'd, I'd be interested to see how it goes down be able to do more or do less i don't know yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we both like the history stuff, so let's just keep making them. Yeah. Um, smashing stuff, man. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed that. I hope you guys listening enjoyed that um, episode as well. Um, honestly, we've got to do more Roman stuff, like emperors and shit, and we will do an episode on Caesar because we've just, we've said, we spoke too much about him to not do him now. Yeah. Um, right, yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um couple of things what have we got we haven't had a rant of the week this week um which no. is a shame because we were literally saying before we recorded that we've got this rant of the week uh jingle we absolutely love it and we've just not had time to use it this one because it's been quite fun and we've not needed to rant yet no but listen to our last episode on rosa parks where it did feature yeah it does feature uh so we have our rant of the week jingle we have our intro and outro um and we have uh you may have seen our social media we've got a new logo which was desperately needed <laughs> yes we finally have a new logo uh which has yes as james said desperately been needed we've had that logo from the start in fact we this is now the third logo that that's what people do podcast has actually had um 
The first one was given to us by a company that we'd started doing the podcast with, who then it all went to shit <laughs> rather quickly. Um, yeah. And then our second one, we kind of fucked up. Oh, I fucked up <laughs> and offended someone uh, rather deeply. Um, and we ended up just keeping the logo for a little while before we found another one. And now we have a new one, which me and James are both very, very happy with. Indeed. Um, looks very professional. Yeah, I, we think it looks professional. So I hope you guys like it. Um, shout out to Jennifer for making that. Thank you very much um, for your help in making our logo. We both absolutely love it. And you are now... Is she in the room with you now? No, she is not in the room with me now. No. Um, I thought you but... had a gun to your head, but no, it's good. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Jennifer for making that. Thank you very much. You are now eternally part of the That's What People Do family for now making a logo that will forever be there. Um, and yes, so we've got friends of the show, which we love. Um, hit us on the social medias you know the old stuff you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook it's really easy to find us just type in that's what people do podcast or uh, uh, that's WPD if you have any suggestions for people you'd like us to talk about in future episodes drop us an email um, or just direct message us on social media but if you want to email us it's just that's what people do podcast at gmail.com and yeah we'll get on to that uh, also, if you could, we would really appreciate it. Drop us a review on any of the platforms that you are listening to us on. It really does help the uh, podcast grow. It gets our um, gets us to a broad audience, to more people to listen to us, and that's all we want to do. Tell your nan, tell your dog, tell your granddad that like you know listen to this episode. All I do all the time at work is just tell people to listen to the episodes. <laughs> so just go for it. Review us. Drop us five star. Drop us a little comment. Say. I really like James's voice or, you know, Ryan's quite funny. Anything like that. I don't care. Just do something. All right. <laughs> uh, and if you're feeling extra, extra, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Oh, Christmassy. Why not go Christmas? Generous. It's December. Generous. Yeah. yeah. If you're feeling extra generous and you want to get in the Christmas spirit, you can find us on our Kofi page, www.ko-fi.com forward slash. That's what people do. Uh, there you can just drop us a one-time donation it's not a patreon it's not a subscription it's literally if you fancy giving us a quid uh, or however much you want to give us um, it's just a one-time donation goes to the podcast helps us grow helps us uh, buy new equipment and things such as that so yes phew got all the uh, uh, homework out of the way smashed it yes right thank you very much for doing that james um next episode is going to be a mini-sode uh we're going to be talking Ooh. about uh just some Christmas myths and tales that I have found uh, through history. I have no idea what's coming, so I'm excited. No, I literally wrote it this morning. <laughs> oh, amazing. And yes. we're going to record that today. Yes, we're going to record it as soon as this episode is finished, and that will go out, we believe, on Friday. So uh, join us yes. on Friday while we'll be talking about that. It'll be a fun, relaxed episode. Um, and then the yeah. week after that, we will have an episode on a lady called Sylvia Likens uh, and her tragic, tragic story. So join us for those next two episodes. Thank you very much for listening. Rate and review, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.